Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. I have not owned a video game system since 2011, and I haven't played very many games ever since. However, blockchain gaming has re-sparked my interest in gaming altogether, and since last year, I've been testing out some things on a small scale. However, I'm definitely going to dive in much harder. Today, I'm going to share why that is, what re-sparked my interest, and how this actually benefits you. So for starters, let me give you a history as to why I stopped playing video games. 2010-2011 football season, Drew Brees was on the cover of Madden Football. And I remember specifically that I was a avid Xbox video game lover. Now, the only games that I really played on my Xbox were Madden Football, NCAA Football, and every now and then I might pick up something else. But those were my main games. Oh, and also Halo. I absolutely love the Halo franchise. But besides that, I pretty much had a video game system for those three titles. However, in order to play these video games with my friends who were primarily PlayStation lovers, I could not connect with them because there was no bridge, if you will, using Web3 terminologies between the two systems. It's almost like a blockchain bridge. It was on Ethereum or it's on Solana, but there was no real bridge to get to them. So because of that, it was much easier for me to switch over to PS3 to play against my best buddy who I grew up with. He had tons of games and a lot of investment into his PS3. So because of that, it was just much more feasible for me to make the switch over. So I sold my Xbox. I got a PS3. The only game I had was Madden 2011. And then when I connected, I'm getting ready to play him just like the good old days when we were in high school. Guess what happened? There was a glitch in the system. You could not select your friends to play on the PlayStation 3 at that time in Madden. You could only play completely random people. So long story short, I sold my Xbox, all my games, and switched over to a system that I didn't want to begin with, with one intention of playing my friend, and I couldn't do it. So shortly after that, I sold my PS3, and I just never really looked back to video game systems. Now, that sounds kind of crazy, but there's other things too, a time commitment that I actually required to play video games. So once it came to the fact that, okay, now I have a PS3 and I don't even really enjoy playing PS3s, it was just that easier for me to sell and just move on from video games. Not to mention that video games are a depreciating asset. Granted that when you purchase them for $50, $60, $70, whatever they are going for these days, when you are using it, it is great. You have an amazing time. However, if you ever try to resell that, you know that you're not going to get anywhere near that value, especially seeing that my favorite genre were sports games. Well, they only had a three or four month window that the season was in. And then after that, it is an old game and it was pretty much useless. Although the new game doesn't come out until the following year. Once that season is played, the resale value basically tanks. And then also, in addition, during this time, I also started to find out that you have a license to own a game, but you don't truly own it. And in other words, the PlayStation Network or the Xbox Network or whatever it might be can actually ban you from the servers. Or in the case of these huge games like Fortnite and all these games that they have out now, you do something that violates their terms or whatever, they can definitely ban you from it and you don't really own it. So you have the disc, you have the information, but because you violated whatever terms and services that they had, you have no longer access to it. 
Although I've never violated any of video game terms or services or anything, the one game that I was banned from, which I also mentioned on a previous episode, was this game called RuneScape, which was an old school open world RPG game where I would just basically go into the wilderness, I would mine, and then I would come back and I would create armor and things like that, and I would sell it basically for gold. I never went on quests or anything. I was basically the metaverse businessman, and I never went on those dragon slaying missions or anything of that nature. But that was what was fun to me. However, recently after coming into this re-sparking my game interest I tried to log in and supposedly I was banned for spamming inside the game however I hadn't played the game in like five ten years so somehow I was banned last year so either a it was a glitch or someone somehow got my password got into the game and was using it last year and then caused me to be banned but besides that there's really no real world value as far as all those hours that I spent smelting and making armor and all of that stuff I also touched in that episode that it's not like I could turn around and sell that account or sell all that gold in that account for real world dollars and that is something that Xbox did very amazingly because based on the achievements that you would get in certain games, such as if you win national championships in the sports games, you uh, set records and what have you, you'd get a little trophy that you can display on your Xbox gamer account. Fun fact, Tropic Vibes was actually my Xbox gamer account. So that's where I get the whole digitally known as Tropic Vibes from. And I just brought it into the NFT world. But going back to all of that, on your Tropic Vibes account, or I should say on your Xbox account, you'd see all the little trophies and achievements and all the different things that you would have from the various games that you do play. So you could show off and have a little bragging rights to your friends. And believe it or not, that was very much my real world value of it. It was the bragging rights to the friends. But as far as selling it, there was no dollar for dollar value. I couldn't go and swap it for some other games or a system or anything of that nature to upgrade to a new system. No, it was just simply bragging rights. And the real world value that we can get from the blockchain gaming world is we can get crypto, we can get NFTs, we could sell those on the open market or sell your entire account, your character, whatever, with all the experience points and then turn around and use that to go pay your bills and live your life and do some amazing things. So that's great. But if you listen to episode number 239, when I interviewed Lee Jenkins, the head of products over at the Wax blockchain, he really described that the Wax blockchain is becoming a gaming blockchain. It originally launched as a collector's platform, but over time it has morphed into a gaming blockchain with all the utility that comes from gaming that you could do with all the amazing tools on the Wax blockchain. However, for the most part, I was on the chain and I was doing a lot of collecting. But as the time goes on and I'm seeing a lot of things that are popping up, such as the blockchain brawlers and music mogul and all the stuff that's popping up. Of course, I've mentioned many times Farmer's World and all of those. I really want to de- take a deeper dive into this stuff and explore. And I have so many interests. Of course, the world of ETH is completely different. That is mostly community-based profile picture projects or some sort of membership card, whether it be a proof pass or something like the Sammy Ariega Pulse Pass or a lifetime access to some sort of platform like they have over at Trait Sniper or any of those, you have a pass that you can have with an Ethereum-based NFT that gives you access to all that stuff for the longevity of holding it. However, on the Wax blockchain, when you have that NFT, you're actually using it in these games and you're doing a lot of transactions and swapping and really doing a lot more on-chain than necessarily just holding a pass, which is pretty cool. However, not being the biggest gamer in the world, I didn't explore every single avenue because there's card games, there's literal app light games, then there are dice games, you name it. There is something for everyone on Wax. These games are rolling out. Developers are getting much more creative. And 
starting to look like the old traditional game industry. So, of course, my national enthusiasm and sort of fanboy effect of having uh, my uh, first step into this Web3 world through the Wax blockchain collecting on over there that I was always positively speaking about Wax, love to introduce people, help them get their first wallet, get started on Wax, even send them free NFTs and what have you. And many times, if you listen to these episodes, I have the free NFT that I give out for anyone on the newsletter, or I just do giveaways or anything of that nature. Sometimes it's just, hey, give me a comment as to what this was, and I'll send you an NFT, things like that. It's always on the Wax blockchain. And because of that, I just naturally speak about it. Even in my Twitter bio, I've had for the longest time, before I had any projects up, it said love Wax, right? So when the Wax Ambassador Program opened up, and it was just a great fit, because when I heard about this, my first instinct was, well, you know, I don't want to be an influencer or have some sort of paid effect or anything of that nature. But guess what? It is not a paid program. Ambassadors just simply get to test out all of this stuff, give their honest opinion, report on it. And then also we get NFTs that we can use for giveaways and contests related to the game and all those different things. So what do you get out of this? My new interest in the video games and all of this, and then having to uh, speak to the WAX team and all that, finding out about this WAX ambassador program and what have you. Well, I've decided to join it. And as I said, it is not a paid program. We give our honest opinion. We do exactly what interests us. We speak about these things as I've been doing all along. I've been promoting WAX without any affiliation whatsoever to them. I just know how much fun I've had since I've discovered WAX and I love to pass on the word. So that's why it was a great fit. I can still give my honest report for anything and those NFTs and packs and things that I'm getting for games to test out. Guess what I can do? I can turn around and have giveaways to listeners such as you. So if you have not done so before, this is a great time to open a Wax wallet. You can either do the custodial wallet, which is great just in the cloud, the Wax cloud wallet, or you can have your own keys and all of that stuff. You can have a wallet such as Anchor where you're storing that on your desktop. But either way, you definitely need to get one of these so that way if there's giveaways or contest or anything of that nature, or if I'm just doing some sort of promotion where I want to say, hey, anyone that listens to this episode, you can get an NFT. That's what you're going to need to get it. And the cool thing about Wax is they have simple addresses that are easy to remember, easy to share, such as abc123.wham. And that's just an example. I have one of the older ones. Mine is actually toqti.wham. However, people that sign up have a few extra letters and numbers, but still fairly easy to remember, say, share. So when there's contest or anything of that nature, if you do win, you just simply send that. That is the public key. Send that over. And just like that, no fees whatsoever. I can transfer NFTs and such like that to people. So with that said, hopefully you found this interesting. You might not be the biggest gamer, but if you do have the fun of using some apps or anything of that nature, sometimes playing some games casually, well, Wax is also a great place to get into such as casual gaming because it doesn't require a huge price commitment for most games. Most Wax NFTs are under $10. So it's not like you're spending hundreds of dollars just to get a game that you might or might not like. With a few dollars, you can get into a wax game. You can play it. You can have fun. And if you don't like it, it is a very liquid market. You can turn around. You can sell those things. And unlike the depreciating assets from back in the day when I was playing those sports games, spending $70 and three months later, I would have to turn around and sell them for 10 bucks if I could get that. Well, this is a different thing altogether. You can convert a lot of those points, tokens, assets into real world value. You can sell the account, if you will, sell the characters. You can do all sorts of things because you own it. And that's the beauty of blockchain gaming. So hopefully you found this interesting. Thank you for tuning in as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.